You have tuned in to the right place. Thanks for watching and listening um, as we move forward. If you'd like to find out more in-depth information and explanation on this passage of Scripture, uh, watch the full version video uh, and it'll really flesh this out even more. But before we go any further, let's pray together. God, we pray that um, you will know how grateful we are that you sent your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for the forgiveness of all our sins. So for those of us who have Christians who have received that grace, we say thank you because we've done that by faith. And for those who have yet to do it, we are full of hope that they will find salvation in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let me hit you right off the bat with the one thing. Ticker taping, bottom of the screen scrolling. There is no time to waste in loving others into the kingdom of God. We have, we will have, and we will see um, in this passage of scriptures that eternity is coming and it's closer and closer each and every day that passes. And for some people, it's right on the doorstep. Many folks won't see tomorrow, but we're all going to spend forever somewhere. So I want to remind you of the one thing and the urgency that exists. One day, this life is going to be over. Then you're going to spend forever somewhere in heaven, Lord willing, and saved by grace through faith, or in hell. Because that's the choice you made as you denied Christ your entire life. So when we think about this and we move forward in this, we know that there's no time to waste in loving others into the kingdom of God. So every person we meet where we work, worship, live, and sort of recharge, we need to have that mindset to love them into the kingdom. So the context is going to help us with this as we contextualize this passage that we're going to look at in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8 in a second. But I want to share the context with you. Obedience and endurance to God's will are vital to all loving relationships. You're a mammal and you love your grandkids, you need obedience and endurance to God's will. You're a spouse trying to love your other spouse, you need obedience and endurance to God's will. You're a boss or a CEO with your employees in your company or you're an employee looking up at your boss, you need obedience and endurance to God's will in order to have thriving, loving relationships. You may say, but I don't want to love my boss. I don't want to love my job. But, but that's not the reality that you live in. No one wants to go to work and hate their job. No one wants to go to work and hate their boss. I mean, the Bible tells us even not to do that. So we're going to need these components and we're going to see why and how these are important when we dive into verse 8. So let's take a look at verse 8 here um, as it sort of spreads out for us in First Peter chapter 4. So this is after he talks about being self-controlled and sober-minded uh, for the sake of your prayers as we live. We dive into verse 8. Above all, I love this. Peter is just echoing what Jesus said. Jesus, what's the most important commandments in, in all of Scripture? What is the most important thing that we should live by? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So Peter's just bringing this back out. And he's like, look, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. So how can love cover over a multitude of sin? I mean, how does it do that? As I read this, that was just a question that jumped off the page at me. How can love cover over a multitude of sin? Does it just say that that sin's okay? No, it doesn't. Does that sin say that it's all right and just permits it and allows it to happen? No, it doesn't do that either. When you're talking about a love that covers a multitude of sins, you're talking about being saved by being saved and sanctified. By grace through faith and arming yourself to respond to life like Jesus Christ, love can then begin to cover a multitude of sins. 
In fact, this love that covers a multitude of sin only comes with and starts with through Jesus Christ at the point of salvation. In fact, James um, chapter 5 verse 20, by the way, James, half-brother of Jesus, he says this, For those who bring back from wandering, those from sin, being saved by grace through faith, covers over a multitude of sins. So when we want to understand what the Bible means, we go to other parts of the Bible to tell us. So if you want your love to cover over a multitude of sins in your relationships, work, worship, and live, then you're going to need and have to have salvation. Because until Jesus is love, till his sacrifice on the cross, till you're saved by grace through faith, till you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you're not going to have that gospel-saving, believing faith that washes over your sins. Your biggest need isn't to cover over the multitude of other sins. That's Jesus' job. That's what he died for, lived for, and rose again for. Your responsibility in life, your response to God, no matter who you are, is first to be saved, then to be sanctified. To respond to life as Jesus Christ would. In fact, that's what sanctification is. Sanctification is all that God does in you and through you to create you into the image of Jesus Christ. So when you're looking in this going, man, above all, love each other and love one another. Man, <clears throat> what does that mean? How do I do that? Let's talk a little bit about this component here, love. You I, I, just, I will take you to 1 Corinthians 13. Just listen to this because it's a lot, but I want you to hear this. This is what love is. So how is, when we love one another earnestly, this is the other part of the second commandment which uh, all the law and prophets um, fall under. To love your neighbor as yourself. Here's what love is. Love is patient. It's kind. How's your love doing? Love does not envy or boast at work. Love's not arrogant or rude at home. It doesn't insist on its own way all the time. It's not irritable or resentful. It doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing. It's not insisting on its own way really ever. It doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing. It doesn't celebrate sin. It doesn't uh, say it's okay to sin, but instead it rejoices in the truth, the truth of the scriptures, God's inerrant truth, the Bible. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. It's the grace and forgiveness from Jesus Christ for us all to love like Christ and live like Jesus that helps us to above all to keep loving one another earnestly. Remember the one thing, there's no time to waste in loving others into the kingdom of God. First you're saved, then you become a citizen of the kingdom of God. Then after you're a citizen of the kingdom of God, you start loving 1 Corinthians 13. So based on this message, what can you do to bring God glory and make disciples? Let's just talk about your worship. We won't even look at the community or how you serve others or multiplication. Let's just look at worship. Love like Jesus is coming back today because he is. Someday, one day, he's coming back. And whether you die and you're in eternity and boom with Jesus or he rips the eastern sky open and returns, he comes. So when I say love like Jesus is coming back today, here's what I mean by that. Speak like you're at a Christian funeral and live like you're at a wedding feast with Jesus. I don't know how many funerals I've presided over or been at. And I always run into people who go, man, I wish I would have told them before they died. How much I love them and care for them and want God's best for them. And they, and they take that and go, you know what? 
I'm going to do that now and I'm going to do it better. And they take that moment and they charge it into their life that they have. So you speak like that. You share. Don't wait till someone's dead to you. Tell them how much you and God love them. But instead, live like you're at a wedding feast with Jesus. And man, when they did wedding feasts in the New Testament, they did wedding feasts. It was like a week-long celebration. Man, you getting married, this is sweet. And it would start and it would roll all week long. And they would celebrate with Jesus and they would celebrate that's going on and this new life and all this hope of this new relationship that's moving forward. When you go to worship God each and every day, Love like Jesus is coming back today because you don't know what life may be for you or for them. So let's look and listen to the one thing one last time. There is no time to waste in loving others into the kingdom. Why is that? Because one in verse eight, Jesus tells us that we should love one another earnestly because love covers over a multitude of sin. As Jesus forgives our sins, we should. But also too, we know that this continent, this planet, this place and time which we live is not our forever home. We are, are, are merely travelers and sojourners through this life. There is no time to waste. You all know people who have died way too young. You all know people who are on death's door. You all know people who have already passed away into eternity and their eternity is set. So when we say there is no time to waste, you don't know what tomorrow will bring. That's what the Bible says. The Bible tells us our, our life is but a vapor. It's like a, like a hot breath in a cold winter's night. It's just out there and it's gone. So look at your job differently. Look at your worship at your local church and in person differently. Look at where you live in your neighborhood differently. Look where you recharge yourself differently. Everyone's spending somewhere forever and we need to strive to do that. Let's pray together. God, we pray that you will help us to live like there's no tomorrow. That as Christians, we know we're saved, we know we're going to heaven, and do all that we can to, to introduce people to Jesus so that they can be saved if they're already Christians, to help their, their love for Jesus to deepen and widen as they go through life. Let's live fully focused and fully intent on who Jesus is. And Lord, for those who aren't Christians, we pray for them always. They're in our families, they're in our workplaces, they're in our neighborhoods, they're where we have fun and play. Save their souls. May they respond to you and be saved by grace through faith, through the, the power and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. I love you guys. Have a great and wonderful rest of the day.